Hello and welcome to Rando Rob. Each week on Rando Rob, I'll be showing and discussing one item from my large collection of collections. New shows appear every Monday and throughout the week, I'll be adding older episodes of Rando Rob that were previously only available to my Patreon subscribers. You can watch episodes of Rando Rob on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash Rob O'Hara. Just look for the Rando Rob playlist. Audio versions of the show are available on my website at podcast.robohara.com or through iTunes. Just search for Rando Rob. Thanks for watching or listening, and I hope you enjoy this vintage episode of Rando Rob. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Rando Rob. I hope you had a good week last week. I have uh, continued working on all the things here in my home office. I'm unboxing things that I haven't seen in years and, and putting shelves up. I plan to put shelves on that wall directly behind me as well, which I think will be uh, uh, make some of these videos more interesting. There'll be stuff back there to look at and uh, just, you know, I, I love collecting stuff. I love uh, acquiring things, but to me, if they're not out where I can see them, then it, there's no point in it. I, I, it's not that I don't get, um, enjoyment out of things being in storage i get the opposite of enjoyment i mean it frustrates me when i know that i have cool things that are sitting in boxes or in the garage or somewhere where i i can't see them you know so uh, so anyway as i've been setting up things here in the room and unpacking stuff i ran across uh some a couple of cups that uh, all share a common theme and if you see what i've got uh, posted there next to me you probably know what that theme is so i thought uh, i would show those to you this week, I thought you might get a kick out of seeing them. Uh, the first one is a mug. <laughs> and uh, here, let me put it here where you can see the logo. Obviously, you know who this is on the mug. This is uh, Pac-Man. I don't know if you can read that, but it says uh, copyright 1980 midway. So this is an original vintage mug. Now, I did not own this back in the 80s. And in fact, I believe right there, you can see there's a price tag of $5 that I found this for somewhere many, many years ago. This mug uses the side art that appears on the arcade cabinet of Pac-Man. It's a very strange depiction of Pac-Man. You can see that he has feet, which he does not have feet in the arcade game. He barely has legs though. His feet are actually much longer than his legs, which is kind of weird. He also has red eyes, which is a strange choice. Now I know that they had to uh, paint the side art on the side of the cabinets and they had a limited uh, palette but I, I think I would have gone with white eyes don't you I don't know maybe that wouldn't have stood out as much but the red eyes are an odd choice uh, then we have a uh, Pac-Man right there which looks a lot more similar to Pac-Man as he appears in the arcade game he's eating a blue power pellet which is um, probably a design choice just to get different colors in this uh, you can see that Pac-Man that Pac-Man has an arm which is uh, strange, no no legs or anything, but he does have an arm. And then they use the thing that they did for a while, which was Pac-Man has smaller Pac-Man for eyeballs, uh, which is strange. Again, if you think about it, it's kind of like drawing a stick man and then using smaller stick men for the stick man's eyeballs. It's, it's weird. Um, on the other side of the mug here, we can see uh, one of the ghosts. He has been turned blue. His mouth is red. Uh, we also see, for some reason, the top, like the top of the inside of his mouth here in the corner, which is also red, which kind of shows, I guess, that he doesn't have any teeth. He just has gums inside his mouth. That's a weird thing to think about. Uh, but he's obviously scared. We have uh, some more power pellets that are 
clear and then there's a red power pellet just some random colors that are on there we do have the pac-man uh logo that you can see there that would be familiar from the arcade but this is a uh, copyright this is uh, original 1980 uh pac-man mug uh so you know i i had um uh, my wife had built for me uh for my 30th birthday we had a storage building in the backyard and she uh, surprised me for my birthday and turned it into an arcade and um so i had taken in one little area and i put arcade games in there and stuff and uh, it's very cool but i took one area and i put a set of shelves in the corner and i started buying and collecting uh, arcade memorabilia and so that's probably around the time that i bought this mug probably uh in the early 2000s uh we we uh started decorating the building and she decorated it for my 30th birthday which would have been in 2003 so um that's probably around the time i had this this mug now the second one that i will show you is uh kind of interesting here uh this is a different design it's very busy and it's very cool and i love it very much and it has the kind of the next level of uh marketing or branding that we see of pac-man and so here's pac-man let me hold it like this so you can see uh we've got all the ghosts he's obviously carrying a blue ghost there uh other ghosts are running away and he's chomping on a pink ghost now you know what's interesting about uh all this marketing uh for pac-man is that like when you see this and this was a, a logo a design that you saw on t-shirts we saw this a lot of different places um, but none of these marketing things really line up with what's happening in the arcade game. I mean, the arcade game, if the ghosts were colors, Pac-Man should be running from them and he should only be eating them if they are blue because he's eating, you know, the, the super uh, power pellet in the corner. So the fact that he's eating one that's non-blue, I mean, I don't know if this drove people crazy or not. Uh, I, I know it feels like a nitpicking or whatever, and obviously it's much, uh, it's better advertising if you have you know different colored ghosts instead of having them all blue but it, it's just a it feels a little bit strange because everybody knows what pac-man looks like and how pac-man works on the back side of this glass uh you can see the little maze and uh we see pac-man going around there and i haven't really looked at this i'm just kind of looking at this real time with you i never really thought about this but um you know the way that the dots are First of all, the bottom of the maze is really squished. Like, there's no way Pac-Man could get through the bottom down there, which is odd. Uh, and then we have random places where the dots are missing, but there's no way he could have eaten those dots and, and got out. So, uh, it's not 100% accurate, you know, but it, it's close enough where if you were looking at this, you would go, oh, it's Pac-Man, you know. Uh, Pac-Man glass and you've got the logo again there um, this one at the bottom says copyright 1980 Arby's so this would have been a collectible glass that they were giving away for something uh, I remember having this when I was younger I don't honestly remember if this is the same one I had when I was a kid or if this is uh, something I picked up again over time it's uh, in pretty good condition um, but uh, None of these collector glasses, these particular ones, I don't use on a daily basis. Now, I have, like, for example, uh, the vintage McDonald's glasses, and I have a, a full set. I have them actually on a shelf right here above me. Uh, but over the years, I've, I've ended up with extras. Well, the extras just go into rotation, you know? I mean, I could easily be drinking water out of a 
you know, Hamburglar glass or a Return of the Jedi glass or whatever. Um, it's not recommended. They don't recommend that you use these because they used lead paint on these, which could come off. But I think you would literally have to eat like a thousand of these glasses, scrape off all the paint and eat it to have it, you know, really affect you. Um, you know, I mean, maybe I'll go down. It's kind of like cookie dough. Like they say, don't eat cookie dough. I've literally been eating cookie dough since I was three years old. I mean, not continually, <laughs> but off and on, on occasion. And, um, you know, it's, I, I've never got sick. I've never got salmonella. I've never got all those things that they warn you about. Uh, so I just feel like that's one of the things in life. Um, I'm willing to take chances. I mean, you know, normally when you hear people say, oh, I take chances, you know, I skydive or I, you know, climb mountains or whatever. I mean, my idea of taking chances is eating raw cookie dough and drinking out of children's glasses that may or may not have enough lead paint on them to hurt me. Uh, so I don't really feel like a wild man by doing those things, but uh, uh, I, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking up there like uh, definitely have the Star Wars glasses. I have a full set of uh, Burger King glasses, which are kind of rare and could make an appearance at some point on rando rob and i have all different kinds of glasses but in the in the um cabinet in the kitchen there's you know uh i know there's a holly hobby glass there's uh, a great muppet caper glass there's all different kinds of glasses there's definitely some smurf glasses that have made it into rotation so um i don't know that the the kids necessarily love them i think they think it's kind of weird but for me when i was a kid our cabinet was full of those kind of glasses and um so when i pick up a smurf glass and drink kool-aid out of it or, or crystal light these days um i'm not only reminded of smurfs in general you know and that whole nostalgic thing but i'm reminded of my childhood when we also had those those similar glasses or same glasses uh, little Garfield glasses, all, all the different kinds of glasses. So I enjoy having them in rotation. I think they're pretty fun. Uh, the third glass, this one is much heavier. The glass on this is thicker. And this one seems like it's uh, it's not as bad as another one that I have, but um, it's the glass itself is getting a little cloudy in spots. And so I'm not sure what causes that. I've definitely washed it in the dishwasher, but um, uh, I'm not sure if uh, it's going to completely cloud over or not. It's not too bad yet. Uh, but this is uh, a third. Uh, now, this is a mug. And like I said, it's very heavy duty. Now, I'm going to just for just so you can see this. We can see it's the same, you know, obviously the artwork that they were using. Uh, a little bit different uh, in the background. But what's interesting is, uh, of course, they've changed the colors of the ghosts. You can see he's carrying a red one now instead of a blue one. And. Uh, so I'm sure they just used, you know, this, this same thing and changed it from time to time. So it's, it's slightly different, but it, it's, you know, pretty much the same. Also notice that, um, in the old one, uh, no, those are both the same. I was going to say in the, uh, other one that his, uh, eyes were a different color, but that was on the, um, uh, other mug. So this is kind of just a heavy duty mug. You can see we've got, uh, the same design on both sides of the mug here. So here's to you. Uh, I have definitely uh, drank milk and probably beer out of this mug before, um, but right now it has been retired to the collection of arcade glasses that are sitting over there on the shelf. So, uh, you know, in the, the 1980s, I mean, of course we have the song Pac-Man Fever, and that does kind of sum up what um, Pac-Man was like and 
uh, even more so Ms. Pac-Man. You know, I think Ms. Pac-Man, most people agree, is a better game than Pac-Man. Um, just because uh, Pac-Man has certain rules and patterns, and once you learn those things, you can uh, get pretty far. I know Billy Mitchell was just trying to, uh, I believe he just did, in fact, win a perfect game of Pac-Man, which is to beat every level, and on every level, eat all four ghosts all four times, and every piece of fruit, never missing any of those things until the game crashes after the uh, 255th level. And uh, so if you could do those things without dying, that is considered to be a perfect game of Pac-Man. And he just did that. I believe it takes about six hours. Now, I can tell you on Pac-Man, the arcade game, I could play for about four minutes. Pac-Man is not my game. I'm not good at tracking different things that are moving on the screen at the same time. It, it's, it's never been my game. So I'm not good at it. You know, Donkey Kong, there's a lot of... Uh, different barrels moving, but pretty much you only got to deal with the one that's right in front of you at the time. And on Pac-Man, uh, you can't do that. You have to you know, look ahead and see where things are, where the ghosts are, you know, to plan uh, your path. And so I've never been good at Pac-Man, but um, certainly I do remember, you know, I was probably seven when Pac-Man came out. I do remember all the hype. I remember kids at school wearing Pac-Man shirts. I remember going to, I think Pac-Man might have been the first arcade game I remember. I'm trying to think. I believe this is right. Um, going to an arcade and seeing more than one of the same machine. Um, now, it wouldn't there wouldn't be, you know, three, but there might be two. But I definitely remember seeing, you know, multiple Pac-Man arcade cabinets at the same place. So, um, you know, all the stuff about Pac-Man fever, um, you know, and, and, and just people going to the arcades and stuff, it was all true. And it was, um, you know, when you look at other games at the time, Donkey Kong would be a little bit, I guess, in the same, well, pretty comparable, but other ones not. If you look at things like Asteroids, um, or Galaga or Space Invaders and stuff like that. Like Space Invaders is a good example. Space Invaders is just as famous, I think, as Pac-Man in as far as arcade circles go. But like, I don't remember a lot of people wearing Space Invader uh, shirts or having Space Invader lunch boxes or knowing the names of the Space Invaders. <laughs> but Pac-Man did do that. I mean, there were kids in my class that you know, probably didn't spend a lot of time playing Pac-Man that had Pac-Man lunchboxes or watched the Pac-Man cartoon show later or, or had heard Pac-Man fever. So it kind of, not only was it super popular in arcades, but it invaded, you know, regular life as well. So it crossed over. So Pac-Man, here's to you for making your way into the real world and onto many different glasses and cups and mugs uh, that I own and still display to this day. These are copyright 1980, and it is 2020. So these are uh, four years old. I should say that this one, it says copyright 1982. So they were still cranking things out, which is another thing about staying power. If you think about an arcade game uh, and having merchandise still be made two years later, it's kind of a testament to how popular Pac-Man was so it uh, looks like the star field in the background here on old Rando Rob is uh, made it throughout the whole episode so I was copying some files and I paused that right before so maybe that was the issue uh, so maybe the the starry background will live uh, to uh, see another broadcast we'll have to see that so hey welcome to uh, all my patreons I meant to say that at the top of the show 
that um, you know if we've expanded the scope of Rando Rob, and uh, it's not no longer just the 16-bit supporters, but also I've I've expanded it to include the 8-bit supporters, um, who are the vast majority of my supporters, um, and uh, it, it's uh, you know everybody that comes together that that's making the show great. Um, I will. You know what? I'm going to show this, even though I'm probably going to be talking about this on the next uh, Sprite Castle. But this is what the Patreon funds went for this month. And I say this month because I got billed for it this month. It's the C64. It finally showed up. I've talked about it a little bit on uh, shows. It was this is the uh, pre-order the NTSC version. I'll show you the back uh, that I pre-ordered back in August, and I just arrived uh, late last week. So I showed the box uh, at the end of the uh, Karataka stream, but if you didn't watch that, then uh, you can see the box right there. So I've literally uh, last night hooked it up for the first time and just started giving it, running it through its paces, and I'll probably be doing the whole next episode in two weeks of Sprite Castle uh, covering the C64 and my thoughts on that. So, But um, 100% that came, uh, uh, I think I kicked in a little bit extra, but... Um, uh, that was, uh, you know, what Patreon went for. And, um, I'm hoping to be able to integrate that into the shows and stuff in the future. And, and, um, even though it's not a hundred percent accurate as far as a vintage or real Commodore 64, it's certainly a very convenient way to sit down and, and play games as I do research for them, uh, for the show. So it's going to help out with the show and I'm going to enjoy it. And I hope, um, uh, Everybody else enjoys it too. So anyway, uh, this has been uh, Retro Rob. Thank you guys for tuning in, and I will see you on the Patreon and on the shows and everywhere else. Have a good week, and I'll talk to you soon.